Hi, this is totally PJ Souls, and you're listening to Cinescare. Welcome to the Cinescare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And with us, as always, is the super fan, Mr. Mark Piscati. So happy to be here, guys. Really happy. And, of course, with us, as always, as well, is uh, from JoeBlow.com, a pro movie critic, Jimmy O, Mr. James Oster. I'm a pro movie. I'm very pro movie critics. He is. He's apparently. he, he apparently. is for movie critics. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, guys, Joe, I don't know if you realize this or not, but we are actually an international sensation. Uh, we, we have switched our, our hosting over to uh, a new host and they have a, I think kind of more interesting way of looking at the analytics and, and we have a significant following in England, in France, in Germany, in Switzerland, in Indonesia, Joe. It's not significant in Indonesia, though. It's only like five downloads. But I'm still kind of surprised that there's five downloads in Indonesia. Um, and Australia, Canada, and of course, the old US of A. See, and I've always thought we were going to be big in Japan, but... Maybe no. that's just me. No. no, we haven't hit there yet. But when we do, I think we're going to go big. I think we're going to go big in Japan. But we'll be uh, like speaking, the of, speaking of going big, um, I'm sure you weren't going to not mention this, but today is actually or this recording symbolizes our two year episode. Oh, that's right. It is. Because we do an episode every two weeks and this yep. has been 52 episodes. That means we've been pulling this train uphill for two full years. Yeah. Wow. And I have to say, we are beginning to see the fruits of our labors, Joe. Uh, our, our, it's funny. I was going to say, we've got nothing to show for it. Yeah. Well, that's because you're <laughs> negative all the time. It's like, well, our five listeners out there. Mm. But it's, you're always saying, you're always downgrading the show, Joe. Actually, we have, we're growing. We're bigger than ever. And uh, our, the, those of you, if you're listening from the TikTok, uh, we've gotten quite a few uh, followers from the TikTok lately. And uh, so the show's never been bigger, Joe. Never been bigger. You have to never dismiss all these, all of these sarcastic remarks. And, get thee uh, behind me. Exactly. Get thee behind me, Joe. Uh, <laughs> and also, I just wanted to a little announcement. We, uh, My book, The Last House, is currently on pre-order as of the release of this episode. It's currently on pre-order on Amazon or wherever it is you want to buy your books. I got uh, mine. Yeah. Uh, Mark already ordered his. So uh, if you are interested, go there and look up the last house by Matthew speak. It's my new novel. When can I get it? It yeah. will be available. Officially. The release is uh, tw- uh, Tuesday, the 20th. So a week from today. Well, as no. of this recording. So, uh, but when the, 
when this episode comes out, it will be just a few days after this episode comes out the next, that very next Tuesday. So this coming Tuesday, go to Amazon or wherever it is, wherever it is you buy books and uh, look it up and uh, uh, buy it and then read it. And then what's amazing is a month later, you can watch it. It will be a to be original. Right? <laughs> you, got, you got the contract, right? Hey, uh, I might they submit really, it. They can they can turn those things out in no time. Yeah. Well, Tubi is merged now with uh, some somebody, and they're partnering. Uh, what what is it, Mark? You uh, uh, some uh, Canadian uh, film um, um, uh, thing. Thank yeah. you, Mark. <laughs> yeah, it's a, so eloquent. Was it like horror um, TV or something like that? It's a Canadian yeah. film thing. Come on, that answers your question. <laughs> that does yeah, answer. it's 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 some film uh, distribution and uh, yeah, and, yeah, thing, thing. Mark, thing. thing, and and uh, they're they're going to um, they're doing uh, a collaborative uh, a collaborative uh, thing. Uh, they're gonna remake, um, basically. I'm guessing Terror Train with, you know, the, the Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, oh, are, oh yeah, that's right. They are. Yeah. Terror Train. And then uh, what was the other one? It was uh, they're remaking one of the Amityville, the Amityville uh, curse. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, so that, that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting. But I mean, I, I mean, if, Honestly, Tubi's track record is not good. So, no. like, they're, they're going to go for Terror Train. Matt, I don't think you've seen it yet. And no, I haven't uh, seen the original. No, I, I, I love that one. Actually, it's it's actually a really fun. Uh, it's film, a great movie. So, yeah, yeah it's so, one I've always meant to see, and I just it's I, it's one of those holes, you know. Yeah, I'm still waiting for someone to pick Train Horror as a theme. Oh, is no, there no? Is there much Train Horror? We mentioned yeah. it last time. We figured oh. we'd be able to scrape up at least five yeah, or six. Yeah, yeah. You can scrape up anything, actually. You know, like yeah. any genre. There's it's, definitely going to be good or not. There's definitely a few train horror movies I can think of just off of the top of my head. So we could definitely do that. All yeah, right, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. and even if we couldn't, uh, even if we couldn't fill out six, we could still, you know, maybe get a handful. Uh, well, handy. well, we still have to do Tremors. Because one of our listeners definitely want us to do uh, <laughs> an episode on Tremors. So. I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. <laughs> we're we're going to do we it. We have a really long list we're trying to yeah. work down. So I'm, I'm very excited. We're going alphabetical. Yeah. yeah. I'm very excited about my next pick, though. I'm, I'm very excited about that. Um, so am I, Matt. So am I. And, and my, but Mark is next, so I won't even mention mine, other than I just did. But uh, – <laughs> So anybody, uh, Joe, did you watch anything non-theme related this week at all? I actually did. I, I got time to watch one movie. I watched, um, I don't remember if it's The Watcher or just Watcher on uh, mm, Shutter. Yeah, I think, uh, tell me a bit about that one because it sounds familiar. I think I watched it. It was the couple that moves to, oh. Romania. Wanna, oh, Romania. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Yes. And the the girl is american out of this couple while the husband goes away to work all day long she's kind of left at home to her own devices and trying to learn the language and uh learn the land and the culture and whatnot and she keeps uh thinking that she's being watched by someone and it's really creeping her out and she mm -hmm. starts to get um really really paranoid and to the point where she's 
investigating the guy who lives across the the street from her that she thinks and you know and uh, is going over there and trying to confront him and she's pretty much by the end of the movie she's convinced that it's all in her head everybody Mm -hmm. around her is convincing her it's all in her head you know it's just the stress of the move and the culture shock and everything so it's um it was actually there's some nice twists in it the acting was quite well done uh the the script was good. I liked it. I I wasn't. It wasn't like my thing. It, it was enjoyable. I I don't really have anything bad to say about it. But uh, you know, it was it was all right. Micah so Matt, Monroe. Micah yes. Monroe carried it. She was very good in that film. Yep. Very good. Yeah. Matt. Yeah, I uh, I saw that in the theater last summer, I believe, and. Uh, I, I liked it. It's it's nothing groundbreaking, but it's a good, straightforward, uh, kind of paranoid sort of thing. And and I thought it was a good thriller, like a pretty good, straightforward thriller. I, I liked yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I didn't have any problems with it. Uh, one character I want to point out, uh, the guy's name is Bern Gorman. Hmm. He was the uh, um, the villain, I guess oh, you yeah. could say, mm-hmm. or at least the person of interest in it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, he's a very, he has a very interesting look. Yeah. He looks like he's straight out of a twilight zone. Uh, he was, he had a small part of uh striver in uh, dark Knight rises. Um, he's an excellent character actor. And like I said, he's has a very unique look hmm. and I, I think he did really good in this, uh, in this film. Uh, some yeah. of even the boyfriend. I think it was a well acted mm-hmm. film. It was a it's, it's a decent movie. Again, like I think Matt, like you said, not groundbreaking, but it's fine. It's a fun movie. Yeah, yeah. if you're if you're up for a thriller, kind of a mystery, uh, tense. There's some tension involved, obviously, and I, I thought it was a pretty tight film, and it was very well directed. The and the cinematography I thought was great. I thought it looked fantastic. It's it's a good. I think it would. I, I felt like it when I saw it in the theater, I felt like it would play better on, on a streaming situation. It's not, you know, not necessarily one that I had, you know, I had the, what is it? The A-list deal or whatever through AMC where you get, you can go through, see three movies a week for, you know, 20 bucks a month or whatever. So for that, it was fine. But if I had gone out to just pay full price on a ticket, it might, I might've felt like it might not have been worth that, but, but I think streaming at home, it, it would probably plays really well. Yeah, Joe. I, I was just going to agree wholeheartedly. This is not cinematically stunning. This isn't something you need to go run out and see in the theaters. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I do write anybody who's got shutter. It's, it's not a very long movie either. A little over an hour and a half, I believe. Uh, yeah. Well worth your time though. So definitely. Yeah. That was all I had. Uh, Jimmy, did you watch anything? Well, I've seen Pearl. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Tell us. <laughs> uh, tell it us. Is, uh, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, I think that it is a better film than X. The more I think about it, it also made me like X more. I think it's really clever. I mean, and you know, there's a third one coming. They've they've announced the third one, Maxi, uh, oh. Maxine. And uh, it's just it's it's so crazy how they came up with it. They're just like, oh, well, we got all the stuff. Let's make a movie. And it's Pearl is really well written. And Mia Goth is I, I, honestly, it's like one of the best performances of her career, easily a great performance from her, but I think one of the best performances I've seen in a horror movie in a long time. She's fantastic in it. Oh, that's Absolutely great. Fantastic. It, 
yeah, it's a, it, I still cannot stop thinking about this movie. It's wild. It's wild. <laughs> hmm. Mark? Yeah, Timmy. So uh, when you watch Pearl, um, like, what's the gore factor in this? Because when I watched the trailer, uh, it it has like a musical score. It it seems almost like a musical watching the trailer. Like, well, what's the gore factor? Is it scary or does it go like like a completely different direction from what X was? Okay, uh, that's a great question. Um. It, it so it plays it pays tribute to classic movies and it's got this kind of classic movie feel but it does something that i thought was really interesting and i don't want to give too much away i won't give anything away but there is as for the gore you're like oh they they didn't really show oh my god it was like that it was like oh shit no they they show it they show some stuff and it's i i wouldn't it's not evil dead gore but it's really well done. It's really, really well directed. Incredibly well directed. It's nice. It's creepy. It's just creepy. And and it's but it also kind of gives a face to kind of the insanity. It reminded me of a little a little bit of Psycho, the original Psycho. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Yeah. So interesting. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. If you like, I think it, I liked it better than X because I think it's more of a um it just feels a little different. It definitely feels a little different, but it, I think it's more, I like them both, but I, I prefer, I prefer Pearl. Yeah. So, so, um, Joe, um, like Matt and I, uh, really loved X. Um, Joe was okay with it. You know, he thought it was fine. So what are your thoughts on, uh, going to see Pearl or if you're going to see Pearl? Oh, I'll see it. Okay. I yeah, I'll I will see it with an open mind just like I do Texas Chainsaw Massacre remakes, you know. Oh, that last one was so good though, guys. It was oh, tremendous. It was, it was, yeah. Fantastic. Ever yeah. Seen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. Number you're 1 not, of the year. You're not yeah. you're not baiting me on that. <laughs> um okay. It is better. You know what I will say though? It's 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 better than Michael Douglas's husband and I was I was <laughs> expecting that remark, yeah. Pull them all out. Pull yeah. them all out. Uh, yep. Jimmy, right. actually I did have another thing. Uh you okay, so you saw Pearl, but you've yep. also seen another movie and I don't think the three of us uh have seen um and Barbarian. I don't want you to, I don't want you to say much about it. I just want you to give your overall impression because I don't I really would like to not go into this knowing anything but Barbarian yes opened this last weekend and uh it's kind of the most talked about film uh I watch I listen to another podcast called All the Colors of the Dark and and that that one of the Elric Kane one of the hosts of that episode of that show was saying it's he thinks it's the best thing he's seen all year uh what's your impression batshit crazy Absolutely mm. incredible. Because the thing is, you're, you're you're. I knew nothing. Please don't read about it. If you haven't seen it, don't don't read. Don't watch yeah. anything. <laughs> Just go because the trailer tells you the first twenty minutes. That's it. Mm. That's it. That's all I'm going to tell you. Something happens. There's an Airbnb. There's a guy there. She's there too. Pennywise. Whatever. Shit happens. I I don't even want to tell you anything because yeah, it's that's just, fine. Yeah, it's kind of like the, um, you know, I always think, I guess it, I most compared to uh, Malignant from last year, that kind of shock value. Literally, the hour of this film is that. You're mm. just like, whoa, okay, I did not expect that. That's insane. It's funny. Yeah. It's wild. And it's uh, it's pretty fucking fantastic. 
Joe? See, I'm I'm looking forward to it because Jimmy has already told me more about this than I have heard, which is not much at all. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to I've I have been purposely avoiding <laughs> Yeah. I, I actually I to this day I still have not even seen the trailer. Don't bother. So no. I'm looking I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I'm I haven't either. even though that. I've I've heard that the trailer doesn't give away very much, I I still am avoiding it completely. Well, because I, the trailer is is if you're watching it, maybe well, that seems kind of boring. I mean, that's we've seen this before. No, you haven't seen anything like this film ever. <laughs> yeah, Mark. Um, yeah, I, I I haven't seen the trailer. Well, I I think I saw like snippets of it, like on uh, just like you know parts of it, and then you know the title. And then I just decided to go against it because Jimmy said, "Don't watch, you know, the the trailer." So yeah. I'm looking forward to this. It's it's you're you're hyping it up, man. You're hyping it up. I I, I hope I'm not uh gonna get disappointed, but um I I, I kind of respect your opinion. We don't agree on much, but um yeah, I'm gonna watch this film for sure. We agree on everything. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, we don't. Oh my God, liar. So Jimmy, anything else that you've seen uh, that's new or non-theme related? Uh, nothing. No. I've, okay. I've been, yeah, I've been uh, in under a rock lately. <laughs> uh, Mark, have you seen anything this uh, two weeks? I have, and um, I've watched three films, but I'm going to say it on record here on uh, the podcast, uh, Cinescare, Cinescare podcast. Dang it. Um, Someday. Dang it. Yeah, someday. <laughs> I have, I have watched uh, three films um, that some listeners had told me to watch, and I have decided to blog about it for the Cinescare uh, Horror Podcast <gasps> com. Look at you! Gasps. Yeah, yeah, big, big deal here, and uh, yeah, spell check. I uh, it's gonna be <laughs> took amazing. the words right out of my mouth. It's it's yeah it's it's gonna be run on sentences. Um, I'm gonna send it to you guys before. Well, I mean, I have to send it to you guys, or else it's not gonna get published. So, but um, I'm looking forward to it. Joe's been wanting us to uh, blog a little, and I, my, I, I, I will say uh, my first blog will be Strange Land with D. Snyder. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a listener um, uh, told me to watch this. They found out I didn't watch this film, and they've been hounding me and hounding me. And so I watched it, and I said, you know what? I kind of want to write about this. So that's what I'm going to do, and uh, look forward to uh, a blog in the next week because nice. I already have um, like seven paragraphs. So, <laughs> Can you tell us the titles of the other two? No. Okay. No, I'm, 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 I'm just giving strange land right now. All right. Well, that just gives me a reason to tune in next time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, great. So our, our audience will have to guess what Mark saw. And we'll have uh, to read. And we'll have to suddenly have start to read. Yeah. And if um, you can read it, you know, <laughs> God bless whoa. you. Okay. Well, I did watch one movie that was non-theme related. I watched Resurrection uh, with... Um, uh, let's see, Rebecca Hall, obviously, uh, Tim Roth. Uh, I, I, those are the main characters in it that I've seen, but I really enjoyed this one. This is about a woman, um, uh, who lives with her daughter in, uh, 
some city, I believe it's New York, maybe I can't remember now what the city is. And she's, she is a, uh, in, in some sort of the psychology field and, and, uh, sort of a pharmaceutical, uh, I believe company uh, in psychology and, or psychiatry. And suddenly this, she sees this guy at a conference starts having a panic attack and runs home and starts trying to protect her daughter and everything. And, and it, it turns out that uh, it's the, the guy is Tim Roth and he, they have a history together. And I just, I don't want to say too much more about that, but there is a history between these two and the acting between Tim Roth and Rebecca Hall is absolutely stellar. This is, these are two of the best uh, horror performances of the year, I think, in terms of just pure acting, and he is a manipulative, just a, a, a just the, the, just a repulsive guy. And what he's done to her in the past is absolutely horrifying. But you're not quite sure exactly what happened in a way. Um, but then what he does when he comes back to it, it's, 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 it gives you a bit of a sickening feeling. And I gotta say that the, the two of them, it's just, it's like a powerhouse acting performance between the two of them, uh, mono mano kind of situation between them. And it's, it's thrilling. I absolutely love this movie and it's, um, I, I, there's a lot of movies still coming out by the end of the year, but I will not be surprised if it's in my top 10, top five uh, by the end. Yeah, Jimmy? Well, I was going to say uh, the um, Resurrection, right? It, right you're saying right. they're the, the obviously good actors, but are they as good as Busta Rhymes and Michael Myers in Halloween Resurrection? Well, no, no nothing can be that great. No. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that is for rent on, um, let me put up the, uh, no, it was the, funny. I liked it. I, I liked uh, it a lot. Let's get applause. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Uh, James. or actually I should have done the, yeah. James, um, what was yeah. James? What, what, what was the line that Buster Rhymes did when before he uh, drop kicked uh, Michael Myers? Oh, I have no, I can't recall at the moment, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, <laughs> it was so bad. So it was, bad. wasn't it trick or treat, motherfucker, or something yeah, like trick that? Or treat, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. bad. Oh, oh it's so. I mean, so, so bad. bad. What I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Matt. I not to. Be a Mike hog, but I forgot I did watch something else. I What's finally that? watched Men. Oh, oh, finally! Oh, yeah. nice, 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 nice. Oh, and this was not know. a Joe movie. Know. This is a, for okay. I just didn't realize. Let well, me just, we'll, Mark, we'll just let me along. let me set it up, Mark. Let me set it up. <laughs> Joe is in a bad mood for one thing. Yeah. He, he no, al- I wasn't. <laughs> he no, already he had was. both of us talking how great this movie was. Mm-hmm. So he's already naturally inclined to not like it because somebody else liked it. Well, three. I, I don't know what the third one would be. The, the what three was the is, third reason, Joe? The, no, no. The third reason was, damn, am I watching this for? This fucking well, that, and Joe. That no, was I actually I watched. I, I actually went out and bought it before I saw it because what? you guys oh no <laughs> you guys talked it up so much and I I like the actress that's in it 
Oh. And I, I figured this is a slam dunk. That's the third God, thing. That's that the was third. It was third a slam reason. dunk. That was it was a slam reason. dunk, but it was on the wrong basket. Oh. 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 Yeah. I actually, I felt like, like why, an idiot. Why didn't like you, you check guys, with us before you bought it? I felt yeah. like you guys should, like today, just vote me off of this podcast because <laughs> I am too stupid to understand that movie. It, like the whole last like 10 minutes of it, is visually grotesque. I I like that part. I appreciated that. The stuff leading up to it, I mean, I understood it with the male actor being the same guy, the same actor that plays every character. And I, I can appreciate that too. And it was a slow burn. I'm okay with that. I, I You guys are like getting ahead of me. I didn't <laughs> not like it. Oh. Oh. I I thought it was good. I didn't love it, but I liked it. Oh. Which I think is okay All if that's right. acceptable All in right. the podcast world these days. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, Jimmy, have you seen Men yet? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jimmy, have you seen Mad God yet? No. No. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been in a little bit of a shell lately. No, mm. Apologies. <laughs> uh, Joe, well, Joe, how about that one scene in the tunnel though, when she was going, huh? Oh yeah, ha, I. Ha. I liked it. It's it's very creepy, and and yeah. the uh, the score, the score was tremendous. I I really i I enjoyed lots of parts of this movie. I just I keep when I got done watching it, I just felt like I missed something, hmm. like my my brain just wasn't functioning to the point where I I caught all the messages or whatever the main message was. I like <laughs> visually liked it, but my brain's still confused. Hmm. Okay. So did you, uh, uh, no, I, I mean, like remember. I would, if, if Jimmy watches it and likes it, I would be okay with, with Sinisterium approving it. <laughs> oh, so if Jimmy, if Jimmy likes it, you'd Jimmy be okay likes with it, it. I would be okay approving it. Yeah. Okay. At some that, point, I'll probably maybe watch it. Okay, that would be uh, almost a good idea. But if we did that, then I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre would be Sinister certified, and I'm not okay with that because all three of you liked Sinister. Uh, well, no, Texas. He, no, he, he like, just said if, it, So well, yeah, that wouldn't count. If I because he liked men, he I liked, liked men. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah all right, that would mean all, right. all four of us liked men. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. Not all, all four, all of, four us of us like, like men. <laughs> yes. Didn't we do that joke last time? Yeah, we did, we did, but it's just it never gets Come on. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw wouldn't be Sinister certified because you didn't like it. Just like yeah. X will not be Sinister certified. Oh, yeah. You uh, oh, what about, uh, I can't remember, was uh, Prey? Jimmy, have you seen Prey yet? Nope. Have you Jimmy. seen Prey Love? <laughs> <laughs> uh gosh maybe no i avoided that one yeah hmm. yeah all right that was part of a trilogy yeah i know it, it was a trilogy yeah. but they, they had to, yeah. they, it went in a different direction <laughs> uh all right so well i guess that, that's all i watched this week that wasn't theme related uh it's been a busy couple weeks in fact i feel like this last couple weeks I say this every time, but I feel like it's been a long time since the last time we recorded, but maybe, yeah. uh, I mean, obviously it's only been two weeks. Uh, okay. So this week, our episode is 
Deja I don't know. I, 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 I was actually looking around for funhouse uh, like themes and there's just there's none that I could find that were free. So and I don't want to, you know, you, you, don't, you have don't have to- you don't have the shock of Miss Louise from the Lost Boys soundtrack. No. Sorry. That would be a good one. Yeah, that's, that's where right. you need. But that's we don't where have you need the rights this. to it. We have to be careful about that. That so. never stopped us in the past. Well, no, I think but, I played it when we did the Lost Boys. Yeah, but now that we're getting bigger, no, we have to be careful because do we have the rights to the sad trombone sound effect? Because that could go in right here. Thank you. So, so this week the episode is the theme for the episode is fun house horror and this was jimmy's theme so jimmy uh tell us about why you picked this and and then uh i guess started off to start us off on whatever order you want to cool well i'm gonna go i think by year i wonder again i tried to pick uh movies that aren't just in the recent decades the recent couple of decades i tried to go a little outside the box and i knew you know i went to halloween horror nights last week it was amazing had a great time a lot of fun nice Uh, i was thinking well yeah it's about that time a lot of these scary you know little house house of horrors are up magic mountains doing the halloween thing disneyland's doing the halloween thing so I, I wanted to do something a little in that vein. And so the six movies that we're going to all deal with some kind of tourist area, fright fest, amusement area. So, yes. Yeah, so what? let's start out with a movie that came out in 1962. No one really cared when it came out, but it, at, throughout the years, it became kind of a cult classic. And I, I think reviews kind of came out and this movie is good. And that is, of course, 1962's carnival of souls which stars candace hilgoss as a woman who survives a car accident and faces some very creepy dude that keeps following her around i i really love this movie but i want to hear what you guys have to say joe i want to start with you on this one <laughs> uh i want to start off by saying thank you to our our avid listener Catherine haran i hope i'm pronouncing that right who tipped me off to the riff tracks version of carnival of souls, which I watched and I absolutely adored. I was laughing my ass off the entire time. Um, I did. I do like this movie. It's very kitschy and Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I even without the riff tracks guys, I do like this movie. I, after watching like the first 15 minutes of it, I think I've seen parts of it or if not most of it in the past. So um, I do think that throughout the entire movie, the creepiest character is the doctor. Yes. He's very handsy. Yeah, <laughs> just, definitely. Just like accosting people on the street, uh, just seemed, you know, like, I, I guess it's a great way to get, you know, everybody's co-pays. Um, but he, he seemed a little overbearing. I also thought that the, there's not a whole lot of a story arc for our main heroine no. um and she kind of is bipolar in some instances because one night the guy that lives across the hall from her you know one night she she wants nothing to do with him and literally overnight she turns into a chatty kathy and you know i realize it's because she's scared and she wants male companionship but um i don't know it's it's bizarre i love um church organs 
when I was in uh, college, I had taken this class on Christian heritage and art and design, and we would go visit all these churches to appreciate the architecture. Um, and the one thing I would always do is I'd make sure I'd, I'd go upstairs and I'd, I'd check out all the, the church organs. So it's just, it's the most bizarre thing to see that that's, that's this woman's career path is she just goes from church to church playing church organs. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun movie. I really liked it. And, and for those of you that have not seen it, I, I highly recommend, please go watch the Rift Tracks version too. Mark? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I started watching this film and I got like a half hour in and I was struggling a lot because there was a lot of church organ music and it was just going on and on and on and I'm just really struggling. And so I texted in the Cinescare group. I was going... Um, maybe I should try the riff tracks, you know, version. And Joe's like, do it. And so <laughs> I did it. I did it. And I, I, and I said, should I start from the, the beginning? And Joe's like, yeah, you should do it. Um, or else it, it's not going to kind of make sense or something. So it started at the beginning and they did. Um, this is like the first time I've listened to these guys. They're very funny. And it was a live, uh, recording, um, they were on stage. I don't know where they were, but it was a live recording. And then they did uh, these two um, um, little mini movies before um, Carnival of Souls. So I got into it. I was like, "Oh yeah, they're it's it's funny." And you and never like, you never saw uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. I did. I did. Is that the same guys? Those are the yeah. same guys. Same Those guys. are the same guys. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, I was introduced to that by Joe and Matt when we lived in Chicago. Um, so, yeah, I did, had no idea those were the same guys. I thought it was kind of like a ripoff of them because I never saw their faces. All I saw were robots, you know, the little robot and whatnot. You just see the back of the heads in the movie theater. So I was watching it, but with my ADD, I was getting distracted from the movie and I wasn't actually watching the film. Mm, And so then I stopped. I I said, I'm not giving this film a chance. I'm just listening to the puns and the jokes and, you know, the laughter of the audience. So I turned it off after like about a half hour, which I got basically to the point. So then I started, I I went back and I started all, all over again, but I like fast forwarded and I started watching it and I actually started to enjoy this film. Um, I mean, uh, the director's idea was to take uh, schlock horror films of B-movies, American horror films, and combine them with uh, Igmar uh, Bergman's uh, cinematic style, correct? Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what I did with my research. That's what I heard and did with research. Um, and in, um, Bergman's, uh, he's done uh, The Seventh Seal, Wild Strawberries, and The Magician. Um, but the best part of this film, I think, um is the creepy neighbor i thought he was like absolutely fantastic in this i wanted i wanted this film to be about the creepy neighbor almost i mean i thought he was i thought he was great i thought he was great he was so creepy bringing over the cup of coffees you know the pot he's pouring it pouring in you know his little bourbon or whiskey or scotch or whatever he's doing i found him absolutely just fantastic and (laughs) It was it was fun. It would he would he made he made that movie for me. Hmm. Um, 
But yeah, no, I I actually kind of enjoyed this film. Like later on, I mean, it they there's a lot of like really great. Um, it's kind of like a Hitchcock kind of thing. I mean, you yeah. knew where you knew where this was. This film was going to go. I mean, it was pretty like self explanatory. Like she was dead. There were well, some. You look- knew. You knew. Keep in mind, this is 1962. That wasn't a thing then. You know, like nowadays, yes, of course, we know the truth. If you see that movie now, you know exactly where it's going. Back then, they really didn't. Now it was kind of a little ahead of its time. I think I really do. Well, and the, the, I think Mark's right about the the look too being. Um, it, it, there were certain shots that just sort of reminded me of of psycho, you know, and I think it might've been like the, just the clarity of how clear the picture was, you know, it was so the cinematography I thought was just really tight, you know, and, and it was such a clear black and white. So, Oh, you watched the black and white version. (laughs) Yeah. Cause there is a colored version and the riff tracks guys did the colored version. Oh, I hated it. I hated it. Colored yeah. is terrible. The colored version is awful. Did it's not awful. look good. Was it colorized post? Oh, or? yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was colorized it was post. Yeah. Back when they was, went through that phase of wanting yeah. to colorize, colorize everything. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Thank God they did. Oh, it, it was so horrible. Yeah. Mark? You're muted. Uh, yeah, you're muted, Mark. We don't hear <laughs> Actually, we should just do the whole show like that. I, I like this. This is good. This, this is fine. Next, yeah. next yeah. film. This works I'm back. Great. I'm back. I'm back. No, oh, no. Um, damn it. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. Um, what I did notice is that I think uh, George A. Uh, Romero like took a little bit from um, Carnival of Souls and put it into – there has to be some influences for Night of the Living Dead. He must have seen some of these shots and, and was basically um, – inspired possibly Possibly. i think so i think so i mean it was it it was shot in uh a little bit of in pennsylvania too i believe yeah i think so no no it was utah it's utah it was in utah yeah it was in utah salt lake city that's the very popular place in utah oh yeah okay yeah well but well you know what we've spent some time on this i want to jump into the next film because I had not seen this film, and but I was like, I'm curious about this, and I'm I'd like to say right now, I'm so sorry. Uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> the next oh, film God. is the 1973 oh, Carnival <laughs> of Blood, which I will say, guys, if you watch this movie, get stoned or something, it's much better that way. Uh, that's literally <laughs> the only way to watch this film. It is. One of the most horrendously bad movies I've ever seen. Matt, mm-hmm. would you like to join in on this one? Yeah, that this was this was bad, 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 and and I did take some notes because it was so bad. I I felt like I need to like mark this down. Um, the 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 old guy that was chasing it was just it was there was almost a dream logic to everything, but. I, you know, if it had been, I, I, if I trusted that the filmmakers planned that feeling to it, then it would almost be an interesting movie to watch. But I just have a feeling they, they were just shooting whatever they could for the amount of time they had to shoot it. Um, the old guy could barely move. I'm like, why couldn't they fight back against him? Like what, what, what was his, that, you know, the old, the old guy that worked at the fair, 
who was who was harassing them. I'm like, why couldn't you just punch the guy? Um, uh, let's see, fire ex- the. Oh God! What, what I wrote something about the fire extinguisher. What happened with the fire extinguisher? Now that I'm thinking about, I don't of even remember. I th- was I, it after the fire? They were. Oh was yeah, the, he's just the guy she- that was putting out a fire, just like. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole I'm like you're really not trying very hard yeah the whole trailer burned down and, and meanwhile that's the other thing is he burns down the the dad burns down their own trailer in order to create a distraction i'm like couldn't you have found some other way to create a distraction mark yeah it's uh the editing is what i had a really hard time with and I don't know if um, because when they released this film, it was booed. They were throwing, you know, soda pops, you know, why pop at the screen. And uh, they like, I guess they basically destroyed all this, um, uh, all the copies and all the of, of this film. And then in 2000, uh, the director released it on dvd and it then it released on blu-ray and that's why like people are watching this but the editing is so bad and i don't know if it's just the blu-ray version or the dvd or what we watched on screen but there are times where you can't even see what's happening on the screen especially at the beginning of the film when with the tarot card reading and the girl and you're spinning around around you can't even see their faces when they're talking yeah, I mean the editing's absolutely like horrendous with this. But oh, I will yeah. say, but I will say that Mr. Blood was the best thing in this movie. Mr. Blood is a series of run-on sentences. Right. <laughs> he watches dialogue. That's yeah. my big Correct. note. Is Mr. Blood all he does is it's just nothing but run-on sentences. Yeah, yeah. And then and then they kept cutting to that the the movie theater of zombie like creatures just standing there milling about while they're playing some hor- black and white Hunchback horror movie of the new, uh, Hunchback of Notre of the yeah, that's game, right it's, it's like saying we know our we know our movie is terrible maybe you'll like to watch a clip from these other movies yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> or you'd they like re- to watch these people watching another movie <laughs> is yeah. more interesting than the movie we've got did, zombies did, like other movies guys come on did anybody so, yeah. When this movie started, did anybody else feel like they missed something? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. like yeah. I, like they forgot to start the movie at the beginning. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually went back and started it over to see if maybe like my streaming service skipped something. But nope that that's how that movie starts off. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. With well, the, the palm reader, right? Yeah. Yeah, the palm yeah. reader. Yeah. Well, the good thing is the seventies did get better for uh, amusement park horror and funhouse thrills because the next movie we're going to jump into because i want no more of carnival of blood taurus trap from 1979 wait i had like a whole bunch of notes oh did you okay (laughs) go ahead then i was like i wanted to get away from this movie but you want to do it more go for it bring on the no no, i because i i have well i guess that was one of my questions was did i miss part of the beginning of the movie but um (laughs) I did want to point out that at this car- this is the only carnival I've ever seen where at one of the games um, you can win rubber chickens as prizes. That's yeah. awesome. That used to be a thing, though. Like, really? I think that was a thing. Yeah. Like, I when I was a kid, I swear to God, you could win those things. I think you. Could. Um, I also I I got to point out that Irve Valachez is in this movie. He's he plays Bobo. 
Yeah. You guys are yeah. forgetting that. I mean, that's, that's huge. Forgot about that. Um, and that was before he was on fantasy Island. So, you know, he was still getting decent work. Um, I love the fact that towards the end of the movie, I got to find it in my notes. Oh, wait, um, hang on. There's the part where Mr. And Mrs. Norris are in their trailer before they decide <laughs> to set it on fire. Um, First off, Mr. Norris has to get revenge for something that happened, but we don't, we never find out what it is. No, you do. You do. What what was it? You do. It was his son. It was his son that was missing. And that's why they uh, joined the carnival to work there to find his son. Yeah. Okay. Great. See, I'm glad we went into this because now, now I really like the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, I wanted, but there was a part where, they were in the trailer together, Mr. and Mrs. Norris, and Mr. Norris actually refers to his wife as Mrs. Norris. Yep. As if they didn't like they were on a, a really, you know, formal basis. Well, they're taking um, their time, Joe. There's a part where uh what's her name? Vina? Was that the main character, the girl? Yes. Oh, who who wears the same outfit like three days in a row? Right. Um mm-hmm. trying to escape. She hops on a roller coaster. And my thought is Hang on, are you seriously? Roller coasters go in a circle. You're just going to wind up back exactly where you started. This is not an A to B thing. This is an A to A. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, I wanted to point out why did they have an upside down Volkswagen Bug in the in the setting with like his uh, the the trunk was open and they made his the inside of it look like a big mouth. What the hell was that? I have no clue. That Mark was, knows. Well, I don't know, but I, I really enjoyed it because I, I really enjoyed how that was like one of the things I obviously that they created with their own props. And I actually enjoyed that with the cups as teeth. Yeah. And like the bubble for the tongue, like the red. I thought that was actually brilliant. I would the director that. the director has a plastic or a bubble wrap fetish because yes. This whole yeah. movie would not have been made if it wasn't for the fine people of the plastic industry. <laughs> well, the set, the set dressing was was you know it's cheaper that way, Joe. Yeah, and I I have to point out my favorite part. I had to wait all the way to the end of the movie, but the bumbling cop who comes by the next day after all of this <laughs> right. takes place. There's a guy. It was he gagged sitting in a uh, in a dunk tank. And they allow the cop to throw the ball at him and dunk him. I'm like, well, that, you just, never mind. Just yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, I was surprised. It's, it's like, it's like so he's dunked in water and he just drowns like that. Like, I mean, he's perfectly fine. You know, like all you have to do is machine, stand up. Stand up is going <laughs> that's rrr, true rrr, or something. Yeah, scream. He's, he's drowning in like a foot and a half of water. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a trailer that just got burned on fire. There's missing people. And then tattoo uh, just says, throw the ball, throw the balls. You know, it's here. Here's the cop throwing the balls. And it, it's like, what? I mean, it's it's meant for acid, obviously, this film. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You have to be like on some kind of, uh, I don't know, something to watch this movie to enjoy it. You really Mainline do. black tar heroin. Although we did not suggest it. But no, no. I no. could see how somebody would do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crack is whack. Yeah. Thanks um, for hanging on to that, Joe. Because say no to drugs. 
Yeah. <laughs> we well, needed that. Promise me we never have to talk about this movie again. I'm so sorry. I, I am done. It. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. This is uh, one of the worst we've ever watched, I think. I told, By I told far. Matt, I told Matt, like, you know, after watching this, I kind of feel bad about giving Drive and Masker such a bad rap all these years. Yeah, oh, that's, a, yeah that's a master. That's, yeah. 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 that's our baby, Joe. In fact, Mark, or, uh, Joe texted me and said, if you like Carnival of Blood, I'm quitting the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Did he really yeah. say that? Matt? Yeah. 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 Well, uh, okay, on to bigger and better. You know, like I said, 70s got better. So we have 1979's Tourist Trap, which is really a good flick i mean i this has you know you have a good cast you have one of uh uh, uh tanya roberts one of charlie's angels a lovely woman who passed away recently uh poor thing r.i.p uh this is a and chuck chuck connors this guy just kills it but i want to get what you guys got out of it mark let's start with you oh uh, yeah well, well okay yeah yeah i'll go into this uh directed by uh david uh uh smaller Schmuller, Schmuller, Schmuller. He directed Crawl Space uh, and uh, Puppet Master, mm-hmm. and uh, which we will cover in uh, in an upcoming uh, episode for the full uh, franchise. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> but um, what this movie uh, did for us, um, well, did for me was Chuck Connors. Um, facts: Chuck Connor uh, is the star of this film. He's also from The Rifleman. But I did some digging uh, research with Chuck Connors. Uh, he played for the Chicago Cubs. He played oh. for uh, the Boston Celtics. He was the first person ever to smash a ba- uh, backboard uh, in NBA history, which is uh, great. But I remember him from uh, The Rifleman. My mom used to watch it all the time. But uh, this film, uh, I, I, I absolutely loved. Um, this, nice. And it's PG. It's PG. And yeah, right? It, it's kind of weird. It's such a tease. It's such a tease. It's like you have these women going into a lagoon, and you're ready. You got Tanya, you know, ready for nudity, and they they show nothing. They show nothing. But um, I, I, I really enjoyed this film. I, I really did. This film was like Friday 13th uh, slash Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Carrie. Re- the remake? No, not the remake. Oh, oh, uh, oh. by the way, oh my god, I almost caught him. Not quite that good. Yeah. Can we talk about that later? <laughs> uh, but reportedly, uh, one of uh, Stephen King's uh, favorite horror movies. By the way, mm. yeah, yeah. What yeah, about you guys? I want to jump on with this whole Please uh, celebrating the cast. Um, what was her uh, Becky? What was her her actual name? The character. Oh, uh, it was. Uh, um, I don't have it. You mean? Uh, did you say Vicky or Becky? Becky, the blonde, the blonde yeah. girl, right? Yeah, that was yeah. uh, J- 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 Jace, Joyce, Jocelyn Jones. Is she, I, I believe she is the one that went on to play Midge on that '70s show. No, that was Tanya Roberts. Okay, that's Tanya Roberts. Okay, yeah, Tanya Roberts. then that was Becky. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, gotcha. I also wanted to point out, yes, and right. this is. This is not a well-known actor, but um, John Van Ness, the guy who plays Jerry, um, I I picked him out a mile away because he's in The Natural. He's oh, one nice. of the the New York Knights, and he had like a small line that always stuck in my head. So it was nice to see him in other things. Um, the music in this film is bananas. Mm-hmm. 
just yeah. mm-hmm. crazy. I felt like I was watching an episode, like a, a Mr. Bean movie watching this. Um, <laughs> what? I, yeah, it was just weird. It, it mm-hmm. did not fit in a horror movie. But no. um, I really liked all the masks. That whole mannequin thing just seems really creepy. I especially liked it when all the masks, when the jaws would just drop open, and all of a sudden they're singing at you. Um, it's just creepy as hell. Yeah, so very creepy. Um, I I really I've never seen this movie. I have never heard of it. This was a brand new little uh, golden nugget I just found in the dirt. So this was <laughs> I loved this one. I and it's a uh, Irwin Yablons. Yeah, right. Who was the producer of Halloween? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't care for this one. Um, what? I don't know. I just really? kind of I was just sort of bored with it. Uh, I did like I liked the mask. I sort liked certain parts, but I really didn't care for this one very much. Um, yeah, it just didn't really trip my trigger. Matt hates everything, though. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> I was in a bad mood. Yeah, it was a bad mood. He probably no, no. It, probably bought it on DVD. <sighs> this was a movie I watched. <laughs> no, Matt. Um, I and I'm gonna have to disagree with you. Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, you could hate this movie or just not like it. But I thought the pacing is really good in this film, and the different settings are so different and cool uh, you have uh the oasis in the pond um uh, the wax museum and then the old house with the mannequins and also uh, the woods they were all perfectly separated with different feels to this movie um i thought it was paced so well and it each setting was like a different uh stage that uh they were going through and I, I love the the telekinesis uh, in this the the Carrie vibe. Doesn't they never explain why this guy has telekinesis? They 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 just don't. But it was fun. It was a different like twist to um, what I thought I was going to see. Um, yeah, and um, absolutely, I think Chuck Connors killed it in this uh, yeah. film because I've never seen um, him perform in anything else besides uh the rifleman and i mean he really went like forward with it i mean he's like dressed in drag you know with the with the mask and he's rocking back and forth with uh with the doll and he's got that voice that voice that he was doing when he had when he tied up that one girl in the basement and he's putting this plaster over her face and he's going you're so pretty you're so pretty and it i i i just loved everything about this and i i really really like this movie i'm glad i'm glad matt get on board <laughs> oh he's not gonna get on board <laughs> matt's matt's so tired right now he's like listening to me <laughs> well let's you know what i think we're good on are we ready to jump to the next ride i think what so we say? yeah i, I think, think so, so too. now this is a movie Really, the reason I wanted to do this, but it's one of my favorite movies. It's I think it's a movie that was gave Toby Hooper the chance to kind of use his influences of John Carpenter, even in Halloween. Uh, it's the 1981 feature, The Fun House, starring Elizabeth Barrage, in a, who is a phenomenal actress, by the way, who was mm-hmm. excellent in Amadeus. Uh, it's about a group of kids that go to a, a fun house and there's one guy in there that they don't want to mess with. and they do. And it's I, I I really love this film. I'm excited to hear what you guys think. I really enjoyed this one a lot. Uh, I thought it was really well made. And this was one movie, maybe the first movie that I, I don't think I've seen that many Toby Hooper movies, 
But this is one, because I'd always kind of, you know, you'd heard the rumors about the whole poltergeist thing. And I've heard from different sides about the look of poltergeist and not really being a Toby Hooper look, but this was a very similar, the almost Spielbergian look to it. There was a lot of, uh, uh, camera flare, uh, or um, I'm sorry, lens flare shots in it. A lot of wide angle shots. The cinematography was great. And this is the one that I, I came away from it saying, maybe Toby had more to do with it than, than we think, you know, and he did, he and, did, I, he didn't, Spielberg did not do and, I don't believe that. <laughs> and, uh, so I, I, at least there's some evidence here that he, that he had that, you know, that big cinematic cinematic, um, in him. And I thought that, the the, the characters were bonkers. I, I just, I, I thought, uh, that whole scene with the, the kid that's got the the Frankenstein mask on and everything, and he's he's paying the uh, what was she a fortune teller or fortune something like teller. that yeah. uh, for a hand Julia job? Miles, by the way, the actress. Yeah, for for sexual uh, favors and and yeah, we he, need to get into how the like the price of inflation. <laughs> right, it's, that's what Matt and I were talking, texting back and forth. <laughs> we're watching the movie coincidentally at the same time, and he's like. Let me know when you get to this part. And I did. And I got back and I'm like, yeah, what's the problem? And he's like, did you see how much he paid her? I'm like, it was a 20, wasn't it? And I had to go back and look. I'm like, he paid her a hundred dollar bill for an HJ. Yeah. And, and, he, and he, uh, not only that, but it started out, he was offering 20, I think, or 40. And then it went up to 50. It was a $50 bill. And then. And then it went to a hundred and she said, okay. And then and I thought to myself, man, that, that seems expensive for 1981. Not that I'm, I'm all that versed in it, but it just seems like a lot because I know a hundred dollars in 1981 was quite a bit of money. Uh, and so I was, or I mean, you know, more than it is today. And so I was thinking, and, and for what he got, it was like two seconds of, of nothing. And uh, of course, I guess that was just on, Mark, interrupting or waving wildly on your screen are the I'm sorry. Exact I'm sorry. Same thing, dude. Just, is is it really? Yes. Stop. He, he just I'm wanted sorry. to tell you he only charged that, ten bucks. I, I'm yeah. doing my part, so I see that you want to talk. Okay, but when you're okay, waving, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I did. I'm not saying anything. But okay, you're just so. waving while I'm trying to talk. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeez. This is all new. This is all new to me. This is like Kermit the Frog walking just, back and forth. It's okay for other arms. people to have something to say. No, I know. So, okay. So, oh, uh, our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's good knowing you guys. Uh, so, two year anniversary. <laughs> so, he pays her this $100. And that, but then later the dad comes in and he's like, You paid her $100 and, and, you know, cleared that hole up. And the kid didn't know what he was doing. And of course, the woman was, I guess, taking advantage. Yes, Mark, what did you, what did you have to say about $100 hand jobs? <laughs> I, Your are prices are lower. Yeah. Well, now I feel bad at like talking now. It's, it, no, sorry. I didn't know it was bothering you, Matt. I, sometimes I forget that you're seeing me. Oh. Well, then why would you be waving if you didn't know that I can see you? <laughs> oh, that's true. Okay, go ahead, Mark. All right. Well, so, we're all waiting. 
Okay, well, it, I'm saying is that you guys are talking about $100, like, you know, hand jobs or whatnot. It's like, this guy's a monster. It's like, how how does he know, like, what move? Well, maybe he does know what money is since he starts off with the 20, now that I think of it. Okay, never so, mind. All of this was for a never mind? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Well, now that I thought of it, but I... I jumped on the guns like it's a monster. I mean, it, it, he looks like the guy from uh, uh, the Steven Spielberg Twilight Zone uh, uh, airplane uh, airplane uh, movie. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, no, no, Joe, stop waving your hand and all that. No, everybody's doing it now. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, okay. Well, well, hang on. What's the name? What's the name of the Twilight Zone episode, guys? Go ahead. I, what? I don't even know what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Are you talking about the Gremlin one with William Shatner? No, it's not the Gremlin one. I'm talking no, about no, the I, Twilight I Zone episode with uh, uh, Shatner. Yes, that's what I just Era said. 20,000 feet. Yeah. Yes, that's what the monster looks like, right? Oh, yeah, I guess kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he does. So anyways, it, but yeah, now that I think of it, he, he brought out... Now that I think of it, he brought out a 20, then a 50, and then a 100. So, yes, he does know the value of money. Well, I think I he, he might not know. He might not have known what the value of of that particular sexual favor would be for in that day and age. And but then it, like but that was my point I was getting to was that then the dad cleared that up at the end. Yeah, Joe. Uh, a couple of things I just want to point out when the little brother decides to go on the, you know, like escape out of his house so he can go with his sister to the carnival and a truck driver pulls over and offers him a lift. Uh, that went wrong really fast. Like, I'm sorry, say that again. I did. I didn't hear the first part. There's a part where the little brother was like walking along the side of the road and this truck driver pulls over to like, ask him what's he doing out there. And then like in a split second, he then pulls a gun on the kid. Yeah. I didn't, and then it went nowhere. It was like that's the last we heard of that truck driver, and the kid just shows up at the carnival, and everything's fine. And we, ne- we never saw weird. the c- truck driver again. No, I like so now. Yeah. Um, I did want to point out that I never did the research to see if it was real or not, but that two-headed cow was awesome. That and um, had to have been real. It, it, it made real. me, yeah, probably, probably. It, it dawned on me after the um, the the scene that we were just discussing with the hand job, this whole movie was predicated on a bad business transaction. Yeah. Yeah. If she would just, if she would have just had reasonable prices, you know, done her research, find out what her competitors are charging. We would have been fine. Jimmy, did you have something to say? Oh yeah, I did. Thank you for uh, giving the floor to me. Um, I was going to say, I noticed you waving your hands, flailing in the air. I wonder if the cow got a better deal for the hand job. (laughs) Could have. Yeah, maybe. Well, now since the cow's got two heads, does he have to pay twice? Oh my god! Two heads are better than one. Uh, Well, and then the dad said. You could have just gone to one of the one of the showgirls and gotten it for fifteen. Yeah, yeah, that is the going rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for handies, everybody knows that, and that seems everybody. more reasonable for that time period. I would imagine, anyway. Right. Mark, how much are hand uh, jobs, Mark? 
A hundred dollars. You know if I ask you nicely? <laughs> Do I get a friend discount? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I forgot now what I was going to talk about. No, oh, never mind. Okay. The value of money? No. Or, okay. Uh, anyway, I, I think, I, are we, are we good to move on to the next ride? I think so. Well, no, no. Oh, can I say one thing? Uh, like yes. Matt said, um, from before, and I, I made some notes on this and, um, I'm going to have to disagree a little bit with Matt with, uh, uh, Poldergeist. Um, so, uh, now this, uh, seemed and really felt like a, uh, Tobe, uh, Hooper film, um, it's now confirming, at least in my mind, um, Steven Spielberg had more and more to do with Poltergeist as in directing. Now, I know what Matt's saying with the flares, um, with the lens light flares. I saw that. I was like, ooh, Poltergeist. I saw that. But are, are you are we really going to say that he went from the fun house to Poltergeist as his next film and did poltergeist after the fun house there's no way yeah yeah with the budget yeah yeah absolutely i don't don't think so i don't think so i I, I, I don't think so i'm pretty sure that's been mostly disproven that it was steven spielberg stepping in i'm sure he had some insight but yeah no i think that's been mostly i mean mick garris worked on it on poltergeist and he swears up and down that that toby hooper directed that 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 spielberg got involved a lot but but toby hooper directed and that's that's very common like with the editing or so so is mick garris saying uh, or mick garris is saying that it's just with the editing and like afterwards after like uh hooper directed that maybe spielberg made it more of a Spielberg, you know, no. film. Is, Spielberg, is that he, what we're I mean, saying? No, Mick Garris says that Spielberg was on set and he's very hands-on. Uh, but uh, but Toby Hooper was directing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that seems to be the consensus nowadays. It just uh, seems like such a leap in of filmmaking. Not well, just budget. even a, a budget like that. I mean, the, yeah. uh, the Funhouse is a very well-directed film. Especially no, no, I enjoyed it. Film. So you're you're looking at oh, and, and it happens all the time when you see a, a filmmaker come like you know look at Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. There's a big difference between those two films, the way they look, the way that the kind of money that it goes in there. Yeah, I I, I don't I I'm pretty sure Toby Hooper was a pretty good director, and I think he did I think he did Poltergeist. I'm still not convinced. Well, he went. I mean, you went from. Uh, $3 million budget in the Funhouse to an $11 million budget in Poltergeist. So it's, I mean, sure. you're able to do a lot of, um, a lot of kinds of shots and, and use a lot of equipment that you wouldn't be able to use otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. It's just that it's the clicking of the remotes of, you know, the battle of the remotes. And I mean, that's Spielberg right there. There's so much Spielberg in this film, and I see, I, I see Hooper, but it's, I'm, I'm not convinced yet. I'm well, not convinced. I, I mean, it's his film. It's, it's Hooper's film. And, it is and I mean, Spielberg right. wrote Poltergeist. Yeah, right? that's why so, you're seeing. I mean, that, yeah. you're seeing a lot of Spielberg there, but he wrote it, and he was on set. He was a producer. He, he producer. was involved. Yeah, but Hell, the, the narrative. I think the narrative that Toby Hooper was just sitting there as a figurehead doing nothing has been disproven. 
You want, I'm not saying Hooper didn't do anything. I'm sure he was directing he the, directed film. the film. I'm just yeah. saying, I'm just saying, it's, I, I just don't feel like it's, it's, it's Hooper's film. I just don't. I still haven't, like, it's, it, it's not clicking with me still, you know, with, uh, you know, with everybody saying, you know, all this, still not clicking, yeah. especially after watching The Fun House. But, you know, we, we yeah, agree I had the and we disagree. Opposite reaction, but I thought Fun House showed, clear evidence that he had a lot of involvement in Poltergeist. I would like yeah, well, to say for the record that I just don't care because I liked both I do. films. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I enjoy both films. Yeah. I enjoy both films. Although like, what was the deal with at the beginning of the film with the, with the Halloween ripoff though? It was a Halloween psycho. It was a homage. Yeah. Yeah. It was that just a, he homage? was playing leg- legitimately playing homage to earlier films. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was funny though that she the curtain she gets attacked. This the main character for those of you who hadn't seen it. She gets she's taking a shower. Oh, and it was almost almost record breaking booby shot. Um, but the curtain gets pulled back, and um, she's getting stabbed by a guy in a mask, uh, which we find out later is the knife is rubber. Uh, but what I didn't get is she has this definite look of terror in her face but yet she can't realize that the person that's stabbing her is four foot tall and standing on a clothes hamper <laughs> yeah because well, i mean the very hey, next thing turns around was, and jumps down michael myers was seven so you know you never know that's actually an excellent point yeah. i didn't think about never that know. yeah never know yeah uh, what was the next one, Jimmy? Well, guys, let's jump into the next one. I, the funniest thing, uh, two, the next two films are both both have hell in the title. The first one is the 2015 found footage Hell House LLC, which I had not seen. Matt, I picked this because you had mentioned it. Oh. So I before I get into my thoughts, I, I want to hear what you liked about it. Me? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's you. That sounds like you didn't like it. <laughs> very generic and very okay. Very, uh, I, very I love okay this movie. at best. Yeah, I love this movie. I thought there were some really when when I go see a, a found footage movie, I want to see some creepy shots, uh, uh, some weird scenes and stuff. And I love the clown. Uh, I I liked the girl in the bedroom. That whole part. I thought all of that stuff. Um, I thought was totally creepy The the guy, uh, in bed and he sees the girl sitting across the room and you see stuff in the background, all that stuff I thought was very effective. Like all found footage, there were annoying characters, um, you know, involved, uh, but, and then the clown sitting down in the basement and all of that, I thought all of that was really creepy. And I, and we watched this a couple of years ago. Actually, we watched it when we were in Iowa, uh, when, when we moved to Iowa briefly. And I, I still remember we were like, well, let's, let's watch this. And it was like October and, and it was going to be one of my Shocktober viewings because I'd, I'd read some, some good stuff on uh, letterbox from people I, I follow about it. And so we, I thought it was very creepy and very well done. Gave me the chills a few times. And, and uh, so, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite found footage movies. Yeah. Well, Joe, what about you? I hated it. <laughs> Joe doesn't like found footage. I don't like found yeah, footage. I, I gathered. I gathered. Um, shaky camera work, no controlled lighting, no musical store, score, over the top acting, a uh, lot of post uh, production work to make the film look crappy, um, a lot of mindless arguing, and more 
over talking than this podcast. <laughs> and it just is seen after I, it's just an affliction with me. I don't particularly care for any found footage films. You've never and, liked one. Like there's not one that you're like, yeah, okay. That one I like, you know, I, you didn't like paranormal activity. Um, paranormal activity. I, I enjoyed the first time I saw it. Okay. Um, that, that was one that was done well enough that I was taken out of the idea that I was in shaky cam footage and whatnot. Um, this, it didn't pull me in enough to make me feel like I was there with them. Mm, So I just feel like I'm staring at a screen and waiting for it to be over. So yeah, that's just me. You didn't find any of the clown stuff creepy or those scenes where they're, huh? Crazy. What about Irredeemable. You, what was your what was your take on it? I enjoyed this movie. Um, there were tense parts, but I wasn't scared in the least bit. Um, that's not saying this isn't a bad film. What I'm saying is that I was very impressed how the director made a found footage film that was well made. How there was different time jumps in this film, and it never seemed confusing to me. Um, I didn't get motion sickness too much uh, with uh, the handheld cam. And does that the happen to you in found footage a lot? It it does a lot. Mm. It does a oh, lot. But okay. I know a lot um, of people say that. Yeah, yeah. But um, for for what a found footage was, um, I'll put this after Blair Witch. But here's the thing: it wasn't scary for me at all. Um, I did like the clown bit at the top of the basement stairs. Mm-hmm where the camera guy was, you know, looking at it and then it was looking away and then going, he went downstairs and it's there. Um, I enjoyed that. Um, but it, I was more impressed that I, I was more impressed how well they made a found footage film, but this movie didn't scare me at all. Um, yeah, it, I, I was okay with it. I was okay with it, but yeah. Um, just just how it was done well done well done for that but yeah joe what what you what are you thinking you I, I wanted to point out that if somebody were to take this script and redo it without it being found footage mm. i think this would be an excellent movie yeah mm-hmm. but it's no, just I- the found footage aspect of it that takes me out of it I kind of agree with you, Joe, because here's my take on the film. I thought it was fine. I thought it was okay. I, I don't mind found footage. I think it can be a interesting take, but I also think it's kind of played. It doesn't really work as well as it used to, but I will say I did like Gore Abrams. The, the guy who played the, the camera guy, the cam, the, who was always talking to the camera. I like, because it was such an, he was kind of a dick. Like there was something kind of, I don't know he did very politically incorrect and very like I kind of mm-hmm. liked the actor a lot. I thought that he brought something to it. I didn't mind the actors. I I thought it would look good. I thought it was an interesting idea, but I felt like it was just an idea that they didn't completely formulate. And I know they've made a lot of sequels to this movie. I've not seen a single one. I don't know if you guys have. No, they're terrible. I've I've seen part two, and uh, I think I saw part three, and they're both bad. Oh, yeah. Okay, 
Yeah, they're I'm not both. surprised. I, I don't know if there's more than that, but I didn't care for either of the sequels. And I did, which is disappointing because we really liked it. But, you know, when we first saw it, I think it was like the perfect situation. It was it was kind of stormy outside and and uh, and I, I, we were just in the mood for something creepy. And I, I just I thought the whole clown part really gave me the chills. And then little that that those scenes like in the bedroom with the, I think that's the camera guy who was politically incorrect, right? Who was in the bedroom and the girl was in the bedroom. That yeah. whole scene where he, then he hides under the covers and then looks and she's a little closer. That kind of stuff really gets me. And uh, so it's it played right into my wheelhouse. And I a lot of found footage. Um, I think that, you know, a, there are a lot of found footage movies that uh, I don't even know what I'm saying. Go ahead, Joe. That was actually a part that I was like rolling my eyes and I wrote a bunch of notes about it. Like, so this guy wakes up from a dead sleep in his bed and he sees there's a girl um, sitting on the floor in his room and he decides his way to solve all this is to cover his head with the sheets. Yeah. Like a four year old boy. And then yeah. looks again. I'm like, really? You right. think that's that's going to make it all go away? His maturity level wasn't high. No, yeah. no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it was it was you know, his just desserts. Cause he had been sexually harassing every woman on the set the whole time. And then, and then of course it's the ghost of a girl uh, yeah. that, that gets him. Mark <clears throat> so. rolled his eyes. Why did you roll your eyes, Mark? No, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't, well, I rolled my eyes with, you know, like what Joe was saying, like when the cameraman was underneath the, the sheets but i understand how this film was made it's like they don't have much money so yeah. it's going to be found right. footage sure, sure so and and if you're going to make a found footage they did it good they did it well it's and fun. and yeah. obviously they did two sequels afterwards so like clap my hands on that because hey, i man. couldn't do that i couldn't do that and like i said i i think it's one of the better found footage films i've watched it just I'm I don't know what found footage is now to me. It's just I I I respect people who do found footage because it's it's cheaper to do. Mm -hmm. It's a way to get into the industry. Yeah. And they did a good job. They they really did a, a fantastic job. I was I was like interested and enthralled like all the way, but it was just one of those things where it just didn't connect and it didn't scare me at all. Mm-hmm. Matt, what do you have to add? Uh, yeah, I I think like what Mark said about it, it is cheaper to do found footage, which is why there winds up being a glut of found footage films out there. And well, there used to be not so much anymore. Yeah, not as much yeah, anymore. Yeah. But there for a while, especially after Paranormal Activity, uh, there there just was a glut of them because Paranormal Activity. I mean, they make it for you know. I don't even know how much, but it wasn't very much. Twenty thousand, forty thousand dollars, something like that. I can't remember. And it then it makes yeah. it makes a hundred million in the box office or whatever. I mean, it's just pure, um, uh, pure just uh, profit. And and then a lot of movie companies started doing it because it's like you know why not? It's cheap to do, and and so you get a glut of them, and they're not all going to be great. But once in a while, you stumble upon one, and I thought that this was one that was very effective. Matt, it was a $15,000 budget for paranormal activity and it yeah. grossed in the U S well, worldwide gross 193 million. Yeah. So what are we doing? Like producing a film? 
Just make our own. Well, film. We, the, yeah, got to make a found footage. <laughs> Work on that. Yeah, exactly. Got to do found footage. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, I guess, guys, for the next film, we're going to step a little bit outside the found footage because I, I can only handle so much of that, as Joe would probably agree. Uh, let's jump into the 2018's kind of underappreciated Hellfest. Now, this movie is directed by Gregory Plotkin. It has a pretty decent cast. It's a pretty decent idea. And I think it's probably far better than I even remembered. Uh, what about you? Let's, Mark, I want to start with you on this one. If you can talk. I think he's sneezing. So apologies. <laughs> it's, guys, but the worst talk. <laughs> it's his big opportunity to talk and he's sneezing, sneezing. away over here. Sneezing away. Bless you. I'm like literally sneezing. Did you it's eat like, that pocky uh, chip already? Or? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I haven't. I thought you were waving your hand or something. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> waving. Oh, gosh. <sighs> Somebody get him um, a tissue. Uh, Hellfest. Um, I would love to attend one of these Hellfests if they actually existed. Um, it's paradise. I, I know it's it. It would be paradise yeah. for James, Joe, and Matt. Paradise. Some mm-hmm. of the effects that they did. If I walked into uh, one of these uh, attractions and saw what I saw during this film, I would be in heaven, absolute heaven. Such. Well, it's uh, basically like um, Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. It's basically what it is, right? It's is an, it that big though? Well, uh, it, it is, or but it not scary because, farm? Uh, no, but well, those you can't be touched. There are extreme haunted houses. Yeah, that you can be touched. They can put a bag on your head. They can do. They can get nudity. Right. Can be involved. The, the setup. The, the setup of of an amusement park a normal amusement park that's been dressed up for Halloween for yeah. Halloween. Right. That's what this is. Right. Yeah. But it leads to the one where you can go and you have to sign the non-disclosure right. agreement. Yeah, all that yeah. stuff. So it's kind of a little bit of both, yeah. but yeah, definitely it's definitely got the mood of those incredibly well. I mean, it, it's a very, it's a very atmospheric film. I mean, it feels like you're walking exactly like you said, it's like you're walking into Halloween Horror Nights. It's very cool. Yeah, I've been to uh, Six Flags, you know, like uh, Halloween Fest what, and whatnot. It's not even close to that, and it's Six yeah. Flags, and yeah, and but I mean, Movies. this is just yeah. like nonstop, just all crazy. But um, um, I I really enjoyed this film. It's got a little bit of uh, Kevin Williamson like scream acting to it. Um, that yeah. I, I'm sure you guys noticed, especially at the beginning. But um, what I love about this film is that it's it's a slow burn. They don't go nuts, and they they really uh, put the characters into um, this atmosphere, and you can just sit back and kind of relax and just mm-hmm. enjoy like the visuals and whatnot. And when they're going through um, all these uh, scenarios, it's it's absolutely great. But the uh, the killer in this, it's just one killer is what I really enjoy about it, but that's not until the end. Um, but I, I, I really enjoyed this film. Um, I believe I watched, I, I did watch this film years ago and I really enjoyed it. So I rewatched it again and I, I, I had a blast with it. Nice. Nice. Joe. I really liked it. My, uh, my wife actually had the idea for this film, uh, about 15 years ago one day she came to me she's like you know they should make a horror movie where somebody goes into a haunted house but one of the characters in there is actually a killer 
I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. We should do that someday. Never did. So, uh-huh. um, but anyway, I, I, when I saw this movie the first time, that just kept ringing in my head. I'm like, ah, oh, somebody finally made it. What a great idea. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit, which I don't know if that's shocking to you guys or not, but I had fun with it. Like Mark said, exactly. I could just sit down, turn my brain off and enjoy. It was very visually interesting. I like the mask that they made for the killer. Yeah. It was very creepy. I also really appreciated it when you find out later that there are several of them throughout the the park, which I thought was great. Gives them some more anonymity. I like the little twist at the end. Leaves it open for a sequel. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Um, Loved which it. we still haven't seen. I no, I, I would like to. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Um, the little punky girl that's in there. Uh, she's a little annoying, but I can get over that. But that's she's just a character actor really thing. hot. Uh, i think the lead girl was really good i really like her she was a good final girl in this i I liked her a lot i like the i like the kills in the movie um i like the special effects the practical effects um i i really i don't have any problem with this film well so it was enjoyable wow and yes like mark said very similar i would say in plot devices and whatnot as scream yeah, yeah. you can mm-hmm. definitely see scream in that well yeah. let me ask you guys all of this uh, is it really though better than carnival of blood <laughs> really <laughs> just a little yeah this just. is this is one that i i have always i've loved since i saw it several you know a few years ago or whatever and for some reason i had it in my head that you had watched it joe and didn't like it before but maybe that was something else i i had watched it but i no i liked it okay yeah. um but yeah no i think i think haunt or i mean uh uh hellfest is uh just a really underrated slasher, you know, it's a really well done, you know, and a lot of people complain, like, why can't they do something original? And this was pretty original. I mean, no, that, you know, the, the, the idea of somebody stalking somebody else and the, even the idea of a funhouse situation where there's a killer isn't necessarily brand new, but, but the way they did it and everything, it felt fresh. I thought the main girl was really good. I agree. The punky little punky girl uh, was a little annoying. Too I, on the nose. It's a little the, on the nose. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I feel like when you have a ki- a, a, a character in a movie like this, uh, the, everyone else is fairly subdued in this movie, and then they have her, and I think they wanted her to be the free spirit, the one that kind of gets the group energized, and it, it's just a bit. It was a bit much. I, nothing I hated, but yeah, I agree. It was a little bit much, but um, but I thought the whole, all of the stocking scenes were really well done, and I thought the tension was strong, and I thought it was pretty brutal, surprisingly brutal at times in the kills, you know. And I thought, you know, they did a, you know, it's not like. It's not like a Rob Zombie movie or anything like that, but it, but I thought they, they definitely, it had an edge to it. I thought. Yeah, I Mark, agree. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with the punky uh, girl. I, I thought her acting was a little bit too on point. It's like, I love horror. I love this. And when she's on stage with uh, Tony Todd and she's doing the bow and whatnot, I'm just going, all right, get, you know, it's a little bit too much, but I do love that guillotine scene where the it came down and it didn't 
cut her head off and it just like nicked her a little bit and it kept on going and on. That was a great mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. But it, but what I really, really enjoyed about this uh, uh, film was the new boyfriend and how he was killed and how he was offed at the very, very, well, he was the first uh, uh, person to get offed. And that right. was very surprising, very surprising and refreshing, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I you funny enough. We agree on something, Mark. I really liked that uh, Robbie Attell as the actor. He he's actually pretty good in the mm-hmm. film. Yeah, he's he's very charismatic. Those two together. I, I think what what is her name? I forget her name. Um, I believe it. Yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna look it up. Rain Edwards is that her? No, no, that's the, that's the other girl. Um, I I thought they made an interesting couple. I love that they went out, uh, outside the box with his character and, and you, you expected him to make it a little bit longer. Just a yeah. Little bit. Yeah. Joe, what's jo- up yeah. with you? What do you I, think? I agree that I like that they killed him off early and sort of abandoned her. I didn't, that was the only kill that I had an issue with. Cause can you die by just getting a hypodermic needle in your eye? It just seemed like it wasn't brutal enough. Like it mm. should have been much longer or to shove the whole needle, like even the, the plunger yeah. and everything through his eye. I don't know. It if seemed like something he could have. Yeah. It seemed wait, like something like, wait, which guy are you talking about? That's, that's not the boyfriend. The boyfriend gets some, the mallet thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So who got, yeah, yeah. who got the hypodermic? That needle was the other the guy, eye? the other buddy of hers. Okay. Yeah. That was the, the, the mallet I didn't have a problem with, but the hypodermic needle, I, when they, killed the kid with the hypodermic needle in the eye. I figured I was going to see him later because I didn't think that was a brutal of enough kill. I, th- I figured he was going to get up and save the day, but then yeah. he never does. So you just have to assume that that killed him and that just didn't seem mm. right. Oh, yeah. by the way, the, the actress is Amy Forsyth. Ah, That's okay. the lead actress. Oh, I really like yeah. her. Well, and this one also uh, for uh, any of you listeners out there, and and you guys too. I don't I don't remember if you guys have seen this one, but there is a movie very very similar. Yes, uh, I think a bit more brutal, uh, and that is called Haunt from 2019. It was directed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods, who are from Iowa. They uh, actually went to the high school I went to, Bettendorf, Iowa, and they. Um, they wrote A Quiet Place, the original Quiet Place, and they wrote and directed Haunt, which is on Shudder. And it is a really effective, very similar storyline, although it's not about an amusement park. It's about a back, back, backyard, not backyard, but like, you know, people do their own haunted houses outside in their yard or whatever. It's one out in the country. And it's but this group of people who are sadistic, and uh, so it's it's got a bit of a um, ed, definitely an edge. It's it's I think a bit more brutal than than Hellfest, um, but it's it's really I thought very well done and and pretty pretty creepy too. Have you guys all seen that one? Haunt. Well, Matt, I was going to actually say that that came very close to being on my list because I was I it was a there were a few I I could have. We could have done Final Destination three. We could have done the haunt. There was a lot of things we could have done, but I and it was between hell, really between Hellfest and Haunt. I went. I, I think I wanted to give Hellfest a little love because I think yeah. I hear more people talking about Haunt than I do Hellfest. Yeah, so totally, yeah. totally. But it's definitely it's a good um, it's a good lead in to recommending Haunt to anybody who hasn't seen it. But Joe and Mark, have you guys seen Haunt? 
No, I haven't. I have not. No, yeah. it'd be a good Worth one. For, it would be good for you guys to watch uh, on Shocktober or whatever. It's a it's a good one because it's set at Halloween and everything. So yeah, yeah. Well, guys, that was my list. That's it. That's all six. We good got them. Yeah, that was a good list. I think. Well, uh, yeah, generally... especially Carnival of Blood. <laughs> well, even Carnival of Blood was entertaining. How bad it, it was. was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 For sure. And, and for I sure. didn't. I didn't love. Uh, of tourist trap, but even that was entertaining enough. Um, but, uh, so yeah, good, 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 uh, uh, pick James and Mark is going to be doing the pick next. So, uh, Mark, tell us what you've picked and what movies we should be watching this next couple of weeks. Well, we're not going to be watching much. We're, uh, so my, pick is a very interesting one we are interviewing a author who has written some scary books in the past uh not many of you have heard of this guy but he's an up-and-coming writer who is in my opinion going somewhere uh his name is matthew speak have you guys uh heard of him never no. heard of him. <laughs> that sounds like no. yeah I don't, I don't know uh, who well that is. Yeah. Uh, well, he has published uh, some books you might have heard of, uh, such as Devil's Glen and Crow's Creek. And his upcoming novel is The Last House, coming soon. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go deep and hard into Matt's past, uh, present, and future, discussing his books, his uh, process of writing, and maybe uh, a little uh, James Lipton uh, questionnaire with our co-host, Matt. And then after uh, that, we will deep and uh, hard. yeah, deep and hard. And then after that, we will tackle one film and one film only. Uh, we will do a uh, film. Discuss- we will do a film discussion on the classic John Carpenter film, The Thing. Excellent. Ooh, good choice. Are, are you including in that uh, the the originals as well? No, we're okay. just doing the thing. We're just doing the thing. Just the original. Okay. No prequel. I have a 4K copy of that that I just got in the mail like a oh. month ago that I've been dying to watch. Well, so not thank only. you. Oh, yeah. That'll be nice. Or no, we got the fog. That's right. We got the fog. Yeah. Um, Plus, Matt, you should be thrilled that we're going to go deep and hard into your future. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Yeah. That's hot. Yes. Thanks, Doc Brown. I thought for a minute he said we were going to go deep and hard into your pants. But he, I think he said past. <laughs> Uh, to the future we're doing that too (laughs) yeah i mean that's gonna be part of it so yeah Yeah. well uh thank you mark uh and i look forward to talking about the last house so those of you out there uh please uh if you're if you're a reader and you're into horror novels uh check out my book the last house it is on pre-order and it will uh as of right now it's on pre-order and it will be released September 20th, which is this coming Tuesday. Joe. I just want to state for the record that I'm looking very forward to Mark's James Lipton impression. Oh, you have yeah. no idea. I've been practicing too. <laughs> At your studio. I cannot yeah. wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just wait. Matt, I hope he shaves his head. Mm-hmm. Matt, just remember uh, the questionnaire at the end. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. I think I'm it'll the, be more like between remember. two ferns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You're ruining it. You're ruining it. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, 
Well, we will look forward to uh, Mark's pick, The Thing. I, I think that's a great move or a great movie to focus on solely. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's it definitely has a lot of fans. It has it's one that uh, in the past didn't get much love when it first came out and has, has really gained a big following and is now, you know, is is considered many people have it as their favorite horror movie of all time. I so, would say it's one of the most important horror films of all time. Honestly. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mark? True. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Matt, Joe, and I also have this in our top 10 of uh, favorite horror films of all time. Yep. Uh, James, what are you thinking on this film? Same thing. Oh, uh, absolutely. Top 10. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. 10. Yeah. It's a yep. fantastic film. So we're not going to, we're not even going to touch on the Mary Elizabeth Weinstead no. remake. That's no. so good, though. I might no. just watch it anyway. So well, you know, it's not, it's not the yeah. worst movie. It's just yeah. Well, it's, Joe. It's also, just I mean, another could... opportunity to see Ramona Flowers. So yeah. exactly. watch her anytime. Yeah, exactly. you could you could still do this for your who wore it better who wore it best series. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, I guess. Oh, uh, please like us on whatever podcast app of choice you have. Go on there, rate us, review us. What is it, Joe? I'm supposed to say rate and review. Uh. Listen, rate, and review. Listen, rate, and review. And also go to www.cinescarehorror.com and check out our merchandise. Check out Mark's blog. Uh, when, when are those blog entries going to be happening? The first blog will be released before our next episode for sure. Okay. So within the next couple of weeks, there will be a, a, a blog from Mark. And uh, check out our merchandise, please. Uh, all the proceeds from the merchandise go to support our show for our hosting and for all the other things that, you know, promotions or whatever that we're going to do. Uh, so please, please, please uh, look at And we got some cool T-shirts designed by our own Mr. Joe Jans, by the way. So that's me. And if you haven't yet, follow us on Facebook. There's a Facebook fan group. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on the TikTok. <sighs> Did I say it all? Yeah. You said yeah, it, all. Nailed it all. Yeah. All right. Well, then we will see you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Au revoir.